Welkom, Wamkele Kile. Welcome to the Hello Musenberg podcast, where people talk about local issues and tell the unique stories of the people of Musenberg. And now, to get you going with this edition is our host, Wayne Turner. Right, we are back with the Hello Musenberg podcast. We had a week off from our regular chats with the False Bay Echo guys, that's Karen and Yolandi, but we are back in again. And one of the reasons that we didn't have it last week is that uh, I stepped out of my camper van studio and messed up my ankle. So I've been on crutches for two weeks. But uh, without further ado, welcome, Karen. Thank you very much. So lovely to be back. I felt the... <laughs> yeah, the, I was uh, it was like... <laughs> Some, something's something, really missing <laughs> absolutely something was missing and you can't sort of put your finger on it but i think we're on podcast number 10 or something like yes, that nine or ten i'm so excited with, with that, great. the joint collaboration oh. and what we're going to do is we're not going to focus too much on that today because yesterday was uh mm. mandela's birthday we've got lots to talk about that one <laughs> but let's just kick off with the lead story before we move into any of the sure. interesting stuff <laughs> listen to that <laughs> <laughs> Podcast number nine and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, well, the lead story was really cool. Um, it was an interesting debate and an interesting experience to find out all the information. Turns out that the city is insisting that people who have solar panels register these. And um, this was apparently, for those who have solar panels, um, a little bit of news. There had been a bit of hoo-ha in, I think, May with NURSA wanting to do it, and then it was all changed. So the city is now insisting that anyone who has solar panels registers them with the city. They're doing that because they say that there are extensive dangers if you feed back. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, first thing that comes to thought, sorry yeah. to no, that's fine. comes to mind is the whole issue of government control. And before the program we yeah. discussed this article a little bit, but there is more to it than yes. just trying to control people. Yes. The thing is, if you have solar system um, and you feed back into the grid without the city knowing, there's a very good chance that if people or maintenance people are working on the system, you can actually kill them. And then you will be held liable. Right. And nobody nobody wants to do that even by accident. So that that's really important that people understand. And also the other aspect, which is really important, is that if there's, a, if there's damage to your house or if there's a fire or something – your insurance company could actually legitimately not pay out if your solar system has not been registered. The other aspect is people, when they've got extra electricity, are going to be feeding into the grid, are yes, they not? Yes, so there needs well, to be some to. sort of regulation there. Has there has to be regulation with that. Otherwise, it, it, it does pose those dangers to people that are working on it. So... Already, it's a huge expense when yes. someone does does the um, solar installation because mm. of the batteries and everything. I mean, some installations cost upwards of a hundred thousand. Yeah, so you are making a big investment as well. So there are things you need to consider around that. But do you, do you think, uh, or from what your research and, and the articles, and that there is opposition from people just because of the fact that they need to register? Yes, there is. A lot of people are really upset, also because there there wasn't very much public participation about it. Those who know, or those who have um, solar systems, most of them didn't know about this. So it's education as well. Yes, exactly. So they have until um, February next year to register without any 
penalties. But if you don't register, then there's a 6,000 something rand penalty. And, um, if you still don't register, because the city can map if you have mm. an active solar system or not. That sounds funny. Solar system. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A PV system. What about the fact that, uh, some people don't actually connect theirs into their house circuits? If you've just got a, a little panel on your roof that goes to an offline, lamps and stuff like that. It's not the same as having it into the grid, is it? No, but that, you still have to register. Everything has to be registered. The only thing that doesn't have to be registered is your standby generator. And obviously the small things. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's quite a big one then for mm. people who, who who feel that they might be uh, taking, taken to task over something that's not... Mm-hmm. Well advertised or well uh, known. Absolutely, mm. but so it's up to it's up to people now to uh, let people know. If you've got someone yes. who's got a solar system, please to let them know. Yeah. Oh, there's a bit of activity outside. Surfers on their return. <laughs> it's a group of guys uh, who've been, been doing uh, surfing lessons, so it's oh, a little bit right. noisy. <laughs> but, but that's what's exciting about doing it. a podcast in our neighbourhood. Ashley. Shh. <laughs> Ashley gets it in the neck. <laughs> right, you're back with us. I just had to give a quick hush to Ashley, our favorite car god who looks after us. Uh, he's shouting and directing traffic. He's like, no pa. Ach, <laughs> no pa, he says to me. Let's just end this one off. It's an interesting issue, but there are two sides to the story. And I think the, the biggest side is that there are dangers, risks, and things that we need to be cognizant of. Absolutely. And there's a gentleman by the name of Davin Chan, and he was telling me that um, the reason, another one of the reasons for the regulation is quality control, because then you have, you know that the people that are installing your system are qualified and that the materials that they're using are A-grade materials. Right. Without that, I mean, you could actually fall prey to somebody who does a very bad job and then you have no recourse. Absolutely. And so it causes that, its, own, mean, its yeah, own separate set of, exactly. of issues. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that, that's great. Uh, need to know about the solar power lighting, whatever you want to call it, regulation. Yeah. Okay. Then you've got a, a story from your hood. An ah, interesting yes. little story. Yeah. Now, uh, just to kick this one off, uh, we have talked about something like this in Massey. Now, this is something that's taking place, people from Marina mm. into Capricorn. Capricorn yeah. Um, I met on Friday the 13th. I met with good luck. <laughs> Juliet Harding is the, the lead singer, well, she's the, the singer for right. Good Luck, the band. And um, she met with me in Gaslight and we had a, a catch up and a little chat. What a wonderful, um, really warm interview. And you know what? Entirely unpretentious. Mm. Those are the good ones, aren't they? The, yeah, yeah. I mean, this band there's no, launched. There's no gender. No, no, no. People gender. often, when they meet That's with it. radio or, or print journalists, yeah, journalists, they've got. A, they want to communicate a message. They have a persona that they want to offer, right. and you know, they they believe that that's the the way to go forward. Juliet was free of all that, which I thought was really quite lovely, particularly because her single, the latest single that the band has released, is called "Be Yourself." Mm. So she was actually she encompassed that. And the band is doing very interesting things. They launched uh, eight years ago. Now, they live in Marina. They launched eight years ago, but they were very media shy. They didn't want all the controversy and the hype. And the reason for that was quite sobering. Um, she said, I, we didn't feel that we had everything together yet. Mm. And we didn't want to present stuff that was less than what we could do. Not media worthy. Not media worthy. So they worked hard at what they're doing. And now they're on their first overseas tour headlining for their uh, their own show 
in Amsterdam in London. It's so cool having someone coming from uh, local, making yes. it big overseas. I remember when Matthew Mole, yes, uh, he did so well with Apple iTunes, went overseas. It's so great. You almost feel, well, he's yeah. one of us. Yeah. He's from the South. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I mean, they love it. I mean, Rian Smith as well from Crim Crimson House. They all live here. They say this is the best place for creativity. Wouldn't live anywhere else. Why would you? I agree. I'm sitting in my, in my, in my camper van <laughs> creating a podcast. What, what more could you want? The sun is coming in. Oh, Activity outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so lucky. So Juliet and her band are also involved with, um, they've launched their own record label, which is quite an interesting move. But the reason they've done it is they not only do the, to produce their own work, but to help young artists who are just starting out to mm. launch their work for them. Um, and that's the, the second thing. And then the third thing that they're interested in, the, that is very interesting that they're doing is they've created a studio. But it's very difficult to describe it because even Juliet said, look, I'm not really sure what to call it. It's a recording space, but it also has mirrors and, and, and like a net at the top that you can, you can crawl on top and watch from, from above, be suspended and watch <laughs> the band down the, and this dance space. But they, they want basically, um, the whole premise of it is that it's about the acoustics that they're creating there mm. so recording and you know, it's an electronic band so the uh, she said we don't have regular instruments so the the sound is the very big exciting thing for them so they're creating this area that they can experiment with sound they want to take young up-and-coming artists that they've discovered into that area right so are they launching this or are they developing this in Capricorn? They're developing this in Capricorn. It's, uh, it's under construction at the moment. And they've got people from London helping them with the acoustics and the, and the whole setup. It's going to be the first of its kind in uh, probably in South Africa. We had a, a couple of people interviewed. They had taken a container. They've been on the show before, uh, Serge and Claire. Oh, I love them. And they have, well, several years back, converted a container. They got a grant or they won a competition. Something I remember... Nice. And then they've created this, it's like a recording studio. You've got the oh. little sound booth and the guy we engineers from. It's become a community hub in Massey, right at the entrance to Massey. I went there. We actually took the camper van there and we did the, the recording in the actual van outside the studio. Stunning. And the whole thing is, it's just people doing something positive yeah. in quite a dire situation. Absolutely. You know how we've had Alive and we've got The Hive. Yeah. These places become a hub where people can connect and that's what's happening. They become creative hubs. Yes. And that's what I love about it so much. Um, so, is this project, is the uh, completion near or is it still a long way to go? October. So, they expect to have it up in mm. October. So, that's mm. August, that's three months' time. Mm. That's going to be really on. interesting. Great place to do a podcast from. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see it. It sounds really interesting. Right. Well, that's good news uh, we see in the current edition of False Bay Echo. Now, there are not a lot of other stories that apply to us. It's not a, a big edition. So we're going to leave it there. And we're going to pick up on the story of Mandela's birthday. Yeah. Before we go to that, I did a recording at the... Peasons Bridge mm. that goes over the flay where a group of ladies have done a project or did a project and then it all took place there yesterday. <laughs> all <laughs> the excited recording. surfers outside. <laughs> and so we're going to go to that clip now and then we'll be back with you. And Cara and I are going to chat a bit more around the whole Mandela Day birthday celebrations. You're listening to the Hello Musenberg podcast.
I'm on the pedestrian bridge that goes right across the Flay in Musenberg and there's an interesting event taking place. Because it's uh, Mandela Day, Mandela's birthday, people are doing all sorts of initiatives. I'm looking over the bridge, I can see people in the Flay and what they're doing is cleaning up the banks, the tide is down or the flay is very very low so people are very much involved in doing something motivated by our hero Nelson Mandela it would be his 100th birthday and so there's a group of people on the bridge and they've got crocheted knitted scarves with little messages on them and they are attached to the bridge and as people are coming by they're giving them scarves if you need a scarf for winter you can take one so it's uh, it's an amazing event and that it's coming out of Musenberg it's just great so the Hello Musenberg podcast decided to chat with a few of the people and I have with me one of the ladies who is part of the motivation for this and that's Zelda de Kock. Zelda thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure. Tell us a little bit about this I mean you guys have got some sort of club tell us about what you do where you meet and what your motivation is. Yes, I, we moved to Musenberg about 18 months ago and I didn't know a single person in Musenberg. So I decided how can I get to know more people and at least have somebody to wave to if I walk on the beach or do a clean up on the beach. And so I put on Facebook that we're starting a craft share group in Musenberg. We meet each every Friday. Initially it was only every fourth Friday at June. So the very first time, it was February last year, three other people showed up and the next month one person showed up and but we just continued and after a while people um, they loved going there and it was like a little therapy session and they decided let's do it every Friday if you can come you join if you can't no problem no membership fee no obligations you bring whatever project you have you work on it you drink coffee you chat you don't have to do anything if you don't want to but amazingly um, we we're a group of almost 15 women now, different varieties, different backgrounds, and we're all brought together by our love for craft, and we inspire one another, and we listen to one another's stories. And then we heard about the Secret Scarf Project last year, and we decided we're going to join in. We heard, you know, it was a very last-minute thing, and it was such a success that we decided this year we're going to try and make 100 scarves. And in the we succeeded by making about 120, 130 scarves. This group of women enjoying it, having fun and loving giving it away today. Where do you meet to have so much fun together? As you know, a therapy group and a Skinner group, uh, there's a fine dividing line, but you seem to be having a lot of fun. I see there's uh, other ladies from the group down here handing out scarves, all nicely tied up, yes. and people's faces are just full of smiles getting a gift on this Mandela Day. It's wonderful. Yes, we meet at June in Palmer Road. It's a little coffee shop with the best cheesecake you can think of and lovely cappuccinos too. So she's so kind that we can sit there the whole Friday morning and um, have a chat and eat and drink and crochet and have our little bit of um, therapy every week. You mentioned the scarf project. I understand that what we're looking at here, all these scarves, does mean something. What was that and how did that start? Where does it come from? The, the, I, we, we borrowed the idea from the Madiba Day, the 67 blankets for Mandela Day. Um, so last year we worked with them. We got a little bit of yarn from them and so on. But we decided this year we want to do it independently. So we 
doing our own thing this year, but it's the same idea. I think what's nice about a scarf is if you can whip it up in a relatively short time, in a few hours, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's you with one ball of wool, you can make a scarf. Whereas a blanket takes a lot of time, a lot of wool, it's very expensive, but everybody can can have enough time to crochet or knit one scarf for the price of a cup of coffee. I think for a person to receive a scarf that somebody actually made stitch by stitch for and you make it without knowing who's going to get your scarf. That is actually the beauty of the whole idea. We, we love doing it. Well, Zelda, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Hello Musenberg podcast. I'm going to go look for some other ladies. Thank you very much, Wayne. And we're so glad that you came all the way to us today. I have another person on the bridge uh, who's been a part of the project. Her name is Sheila. Sheila, tell us, how did you get involved and why you did this? I just think it's very important to give. You know, we ladies that sit uh, together on a Friday morning and we most of our work is done for charity. We thought, well, what a good idea with Bandiba turning 100 this year. We thought, well, we're going to target 100 scarves. And we went over and above our, our target. What does it feel like watching people? People take the scarves. How does it make you feel seeing all the people taking these scarves? It makes me feel good, a bit of emotional, because not everyone can afford. If it makes them happy, it makes me happy. Thank you for joining us. Only a pleasure. I have Nina on the bridge. Beautiful sunset here, all these scarves on the bridge. Nina, why did you get involved? Well, I got involved because I love um, using my hands, uh, doing anything creative, and um, there was just no other platform but um, join this Musenberg group and uh, we've just made some amazing things and we're so happy to share it with everybody, especially on Mandela Day. How does it make you feel watching people take these scarves, put around their necks and walk off? It's very heartwarming. You know, you can see that they're also taking it with so much appreciation and it's going to be some sort of a, a momentum for them to take home and give it to their loved ones. Thank you. You're welcome. I have Suzanne, she's folding a scarf or taking off the bridge, changing the position, beautiful sun coming out. Suzanne, tell us, why did you knit scarves? It's for a worthy cause and when you're retired, I think you've got enough um, time on your hands. So this is one way of giving back to the community. How does it make you feel watching these people take scarves and get all excited? Awesome, awesome. And when you first say it's for free, they cannot believe it. And that expression alone says it's all. Thank you pleasure is all mine. I'm on the bridge with uh, one of the recipients. His name is Justice. He's just walked over and someone's given him a scarf. How does it feel? I'm, I feel I feel good. I feel good and I like it. It's nice to get something as a gift. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate this. Thank you. Okay. I have Judith on the bridge with me as well. She's another one of the participants with this scarf project. Uh, Judith, how does it make you feel seeing all these people on the bridge take, getting scarves? It's just so great. I love doing this. We did it last year, the second year that we're getting involved. And it's so nice to see that it's free. There's no cost involved. And just to give something to people for free with so much love and passion that comes out of us to them. Thank you so much for chatting. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Teresa, what do you think of this? You're on the bridge and you're watching people giving away scarves, a lot of hard work. Um, I'm part of the group. I just didn't knit any because I've got too many new grandchildren this year, so I'm busy knitting jerseys for them. <laughs> so I just joined the group for coffee and company on a Friday and do my own knitting. But it's also quite heartwarming watching these people give away the scarves. 
It's fabulous. Everyone goes away with such a big smile. They're going to start the evening on a really happy note. I have a young Alex on the bridge as well, and uh, she's been watching what's been going on. How does it make you feel watching people getting gifts of scarves? It makes me feel very happy to see people leave with a big smile on their face. Are you going to do something like this in the future? I will. We hope to see you next year. Okay. I'm chatting with another recipient. His name's Sam. How does it make you feel to get a gift like this on, on Mandela Day? Wow, well, I feel very happy. It's very, very happy because it's good to, uh, to remember Mandela. And for me, wow, this is so excited. I feel like very, very happy to have this. I think this my day is going to be very nice. Thank you for chatting with us. Thank you so much. Uh, I see Gift standing here with his skateboard, one of our Musenbergers. Gift, as you see these people giving away scarves in, in memory of Nelson Mandela, they put a lot of effort in it. How does it make you feel? Yeah, it feels that uh, this community is so welcome to each and every person. Because if someone comes and gives everything to people, what she or he have, that means shows that there is love in this community, which is Musenberg. There is love. And uh, communion with uh, no lessons, no what what here we stay with a beautiful life. There's no someone says I'm rich, I'm poor, I'm black, I'm white. We are all staying like one. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thanks a lot. You're listening to the Hello Musenberg podcast. You're back with us on the Hello Musenberg podcast. Listening to that, we pick up a few things that in our community specifically, there are many people who've taken to heart the challenge of doing something, either 67 rand or 670 rand or 67 minutes or this group we've just spoken about. They took the 100-year birthday of Mandela and they mm. wanted to donate 100 scarves or Lovely. made 100 scarves. So there were all these different numbers people are doing stuff. What did you pick up on and, and who did you interview? Uh, it was lovely. Um, on the way down to the beach, I uh, encountered a, a preschool that were in um, the play park on, on Sunflare. And so I ambled over to find out what they were doing. And they, they said it was actually really lovely. They said, no, well, we've come out to pick up rubbish. But there wasn't any. <laughs> What a pleasant surprise. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> um, you know, they, they could have gone around the corner further down, but no, it really, and the, I must say, walking down, the, the place looked beautiful. Were they from the Friend? Yes. Yes, that they did an, an, another thing with uh, but, yes. Police Day or something like that. Ah. But quite a bit of an activist Absolutely. lady. Who, not activist, but there someone who are. wants to be involved in the community. And their principal was also um, headed out to give soup. They'd already created, they'd made bowls of soup and they were going to go and give that to a shelter as well. Oh, so nice. they were very involved and it was lovely to see. And then further along down the road, I encountered Chrysalis Academy. So the, the youngsters were walking along with all their rucksacks on and they'd also been active in picking up things. And um, so I stopped them and we had a little chat about what they do took a photograph of them and but my final destination was here at the beachfront where believe in Shotzi had their uh, yes. uh, talk a little bit about it I, I saw a couple of emails or instagram posts and came through on my feeds what was uh, ashton doing ashton and uh, of course his sister megan 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 cross so they had a bunch of people out here and they wanted to get 67 people in wetsuits into the water right. on the day obviously you can't do it all at once but there were people that had come out from goodwood from all over everyone who supports the believe in shotzi because of what they do the the adaptive surfing so you had children and young adults here of every kind of description just 
queuing up and waiting for their opportunity to go out and, and take part in the surf. I mean, you've heard the people come in past this morning. That's average people super excited about heading mm. into the surf. These, this group of people yesterday were just so excited. As, it was Ashton, wonderful. as Ashton says, people with disabilities, there must have been a whole range of people really with their, their own palsy challenges. And, and all kinds of disabilities, what, what would people used to call disabilities? No, yeah, Ashton calls it a different ability. Yes, I love it. He's so sweet. Uh, yeah, so he was there in his wheelchair chatting to people and, and, and uh, we had children probably from about four or five up to 28 and in that that sort of region with all mm. the different um, situations in life being taken out into the waves. It was wonderful. So what is it fun to watch seeing these things it, happen? Because uh, there, there really, were other activities also happening, yes, weren't no, they? The whole beach is full of people doing things. I mean, and I literally saw people with bags. And the thing is, it's, um, it's a celebration of the one day, but a lot of people do this. They've taken that to heart and they spend their lives. Mm. And it's become an ethos that, that's inculcated into who they are. It would be interesting if we could be all-knowing how many organizations have actually been birthed out of a project that they just started on uh, one of Mandela's birthdays exactly. over the years. That would be lovely to be interesting. I'm sure, I'm sure people, because it gets people, to, gets people together, and out of yes. that they do other things. They see the rewards of yep. being selfless or unselfish mm. and giving and receiving. Yeah, you actually get an oxytocin rush from that. In a biochemical level, you act, when you do something good for someone, right. there's a surge of the, the chemical oxytocin in your, in your system. Well, I saw that on the bridge yesterday with the people giving away scarves. They'd yeah. stop a stranger and say, would you like a scarf? <laughs> sure. And the person would sort of look at them and say, no, no, this is for free. We're not selling them. It's, <laughs> it's a gift from Mandela. And people's faces lit up. Aww. And uh, some of the interviews you heard uh, that I did, uh, people would, you couldn't see it. You can't see it on an audio podcast. But beaming, beaming oh. smiles, getting something for nothing uh, in honor of somebody, it just meant something to a lot yes, of people. Absolutely. And the, the giving is as important as the receiving, but the receiving is a very big part of it. Because mm. if someone's not grateful, it breaks the whole cycle. Yes. And, and you know, the, it is a cycle and, and yeah. you can't give without receiving. So there, there is a, um, a beautiful reminder in that. There's a humility in receiving. Mm. Now... How did this year compare to other years? Because, um, of course, you, having been a journalist, would have, and before you're a journalist, would have, have seen things taking mm. place in our community where people have now all of a sudden decided now is the time for action. It starts with 67 minutes. Yeah. They enjoy it so much and they That's move it. on. Yeah. I've, I've seen a definite increase. Um, there are people who, from all over the far south, who emailed me and said, oh, could you come to this event or that event? And, of course, you can only get to a certain mm. amount of them. Um, but I've asked them all to send photographs in, so hopefully they will do. But there have been things happening across the entire area, and every year that grows. So the awareness is growing and the willingness of people to participate is growing. Yeah, we had uh, virtually all of our uh, – main show presenters and co-presenters out in the community mm -hmm. feeding back different things people are doing they gave 67 books to a school yeah. or, but it's just it's just what, what i find interesting is just how uh, people take a number and they say i mean it's got no real no uh, not that it has got value of course but yeah. that 67 just gives people something to attach something exactly to. and yeah Talking about reading books, our librarians came down to the beach and read to the Believe in Shutsi children before they went out onto the beach. Oh, wow. That so, was interesting. So gorgeous. 
So there was real buy-in from everyone. Yeah, I, I think we, we need as a community organizations not only to uh, get involved, but to work at ways to promote uh, activity, action, getting people to do things that they wouldn't usually do, get them out their comfort zones. Because most of the time it's just, you know, to get a person to hand out scarves on the bridge, many mm-hmm. of these people were sort of very reticent, but they, <laughs> they were excited about having knitted scarves. Well, there's the thing, they've knitted it. Mm. So all the hours that they've spent actually creating something, it's a, it's, it's a creative a project for them. They've, they, nothing existed before. Now they've put all this effort in, and now they can share that with someone. And who knows where that scarf will end up going? But it's going to warm people and and give them a little bit of hope at the same time. I I have this old fashioned idea that when you knit or you hand create something, you're imbuing it with your um, with the the, the energy. The, well, well, you the definitely feeling. give a part of yourself, You've, don't you? Absolutely, you're, you really are creating. It's a wonderful thing, and then to give that to somebody yeah. who, like you say, on the bridge, is beaming. People are happy with it. And and whether, as you say, it's an energy, or whether it's that connection you yes. make, those two smiles, and, and all of a sudden the person feels. If someone gives me a gift with feeling and meaning, yeah. I do feel a lot different to someone who just uh, gives me something that might be practical. But yes. when my, my one daughter, she's so careful mm. what gifts she gives or, or she's very particular and she'll mm. give the right gift to the right person mm. and what happens is you think but how did she know ah, I needed that and that's that listening. little connection you yeah. make and I think with anything with giving it's just you know it's better to give than to receive you know yeah. so I know receiving's great but I think sometimes when uh, what we've done uh, a friend of mine taught me this sometimes you're in the queue at ShopRite or pick and pay and there's someone in, in front mm. of you, a little old lady who's sort yes, of counting out counting her money. Pennies, I'm thinking, sure. uh, and I say to the cashier, just put hers on mine. Yeah, My wife does the same thing. I've also done that. And yeah. it happened to one little old lady. And she got so excited. Oh, she said, this is my last hundred rand I was oh, going to pay with. And I thought, oh, my shit. word, my heart just burst. <laughs> and, you know, you just feel like when you can have those opportunities. I know you see a lot of videos on social media now where guys will go out and they'll do things and they'll video themselves giving $100 and then see what the person does yes. and they reveal it. You know, there's a certain amount of self-promotion, mm, and, yeah. you know. You know, don't let the left hand know what the right hand is yeah. doing. You've got that sort of principle as well. But it's just such a nice feeling. I want to encourage, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, perhaps for the first time, have you thought of doing something, giving for the first time? I mean, it's, it's, it's something we're not, people don't go around and say, hey, you must give. But it's just such a great, uh, it's an investment you make, I think. And, and And the return on that investment, you're the one who benefits. I Absolutely. think I benefit more. And that person is, you know. <laughs> That's what everyone says, and that is absolutely true. The thing is, as well, it depends on what it is that you create and what mm. you do. Your your uniqueness um, is an, uh, a doorway to bringing something into the world that didn't exist before. So absolutely. there are some things in this world that only you can do. That's true, eh? Yeah. Your unique giftings, your That's unique it. 40 years on the earth, yeah. you've learned things that other people haven't learned. Precisely. Yeah, so uh, it's been an interesting podcast, this one, with uh, taking a look at, uh, or firstly, doing a bit of a remote po- a remote interview and recording, which we're going to add into this podcast, which we have added in. <laughs> so it's a, it's a special podcast, because uh, Nelson Mandela, of course, was a special man, and he, he brought people together like no one else, I don't think, has done on this planet. Correct. Right, before we end, uh, have you 
had any new podcasts? I've been listening to my usuals, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't explored other podcasts. Yeah, I, I have also been listening to my, my usual ones. And The Moth, they had a really, really great one that I think I lay yesterday listening to. Um, and it was two different people. One was a black guy and he was in the 60s and he talks about how he was... Uh, he first saw a photograph of an old lady with this huge bag of cotton, a slave. And he takes it through the whole process of today, or right up to a point how he had, in this modern age, he was carrying a bag like that lady because he allowed people to mm. say things about him, he listened to people. Mm. And I think it was all about his response. And so, so interesting. And the other one was a lady who had been raped. And how she goes through her story. Eventually, she got to a point where she had to stop carrying her baggage right. and work. And how she came out and was able to start an, a non-profit. And it's just those stories of, of, of hope. And it's and nice to listen to those. Transmutation. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, that was a really good one of the moth. And I think I also found another one, which was… Oh, the other one was How I Built This. And they've had some really interesting ones, like from Uber oh, uh, to Lyft, which is a similar one. To some of the big online stores and uh, uh, Airbnb, and they nice. go into they actually interview the person. So that's that's an NPR National Public Radio. How I built this with Guy Raz. So it's a really really interesting one I listen to. So oh, excellent. I go to still go to sleep and I wake up with podcasts. Mm, I've been because yeah, Lundy's been away. I have uh, been a bit busier than usual, but um, tonight I will pick up again. Yeah, go, go listen to the moth. There's some really, really good ones, mm. and they're heartwarming. Very, yes. very heartwarming when you see how people have actually changed. Uh, the one was about a lady who her relationship with her dad was he was very uh, sort of internalized and didn't say much, but what he said, and then he used to click, collect one pennies because if you pick up a penny, it's something to do with you'll get luck that day. And, he, oh. he, and then he started saying where he found them. So every time she came to visit, he'd give her this plastic oh, bag with all these pennies on index cards. Then she is telling what he was doing and all the rest of it. It's such a she's filed these and she's got this whole sort of story of her dad who's an introvert who doesn't say I love you. You're right. But when she says I love you, Dad, he comes up with a funny comment, but she oh. knows what he means. Yes, exactly. And that's a that's another beautiful one. So Corin, thanks again for taking the time out to uh, do this podcast. Such a pleasure. Thank I you for having so me. I am so enjoying it. Yeah, me too. And meeting people and being a part of the community. <laughs> people pop their heads into the studio here. So thanks very much. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Glad to be back in the saddle again yes. and doing it regularly. <laughs> and we will chat again. So from me and Corin, it's goodbye. Bye. That's it for this show. Tune in next time for another exciting edition of the Hello Musenberg podcast. Music